Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Donald Trump single-handedly destroyed Tom Emmer's chance to be Speaker of the House. And then this morning, U.S. Congressman Tom Emmer, the whip of the Republican caucus, a member of leadership, along with the rest of the leadership, he kind of joined them all and joined the entire Republican delegation of Minnesota in endorsing Donald Trump. There is still a primary. There are other Republicans he could have endorsed. But the pressure of saying nothing when the rest of leadership had lined up behind the former president, apparently too much. I wanted uh, to get some insight from Chris Saliza, political analyst, who joins us from time to time here on CCO. Uh, So we visited with Chris. Chris, the headline to your story today says it all. It says how I feel about this. Another pathetic display by a Republican, quote unquote, leader. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like just from a human dignity standpoint, right? Sometimes in politics, they kind of sacrifice their dignity. And I think this is a case of Tom Emmer doing that. So, you know, it wasn't all that long ago. I went back and looked. I think it was October 24th that Tom Emmer from Minnesota was chosen by the House Republican Conference to be its speaker nominee. It was a Tuesday. Uh, An hour or so after that vote, that happened in the morning, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, at around noon or one, Donald Trump put something out on Truth Social that says, you know, Tom Emmer is a Republican in name only. He votes more with Ilhan Omar than he does with me. I mean, that's obviously not true. But uh, And then, you know, by 4 o'clock, Tom Emmer drops out of the race. Well, he, he said he said basically he said Tom Emmer is uh, I don't know him well. He doesn't yep. respect the power of a Trump endorsement. He doesn't respect MAGA. He's out of touch with I, he 100 percent killed the Tom Emmer for speaker. Yeah. movement. Yeah, absolutely. Done. And, and look, I'm not sure Tom Emmer was going to ever get enough votes, but he definitely wasn't going to get enough votes after that Trump put that out. Right. And by the way, Trump quoted, you know, I quoted this in the piece. Uh, Politico quoted someone close to Trump saying that Trump told them, I killed him. I stopped it. So Trump claimed credit for it. You know, fast forward to today, Tom Emmer endorses Donald Trump for president. You know, we need to get rid of Joe Biden. Donald Trump represents our best chance to do so. I mean, I wrote this in the piece. Like, look, I'm not I'm not dumb. I understand why Tom Emmer is doing this, right? He was the last member of House Republican leadership who had not endorsed Donald Trump. Steve Scalise from Louisiana did it on Tuesday. You don't really want to be up on that island if you're Tom Emmer, particularly if you want to stay in leadership. It's just, to me, it kind of feels gross, right? I mean, this is a guy who took your one chance, probably, certainly your best chance currently in your political life, to be the Speaker of the House and totally submarined it publicly, questioned your conservative credentials, and here you are, you know, two months later, not even, you know, you're now 100% on board with him? Like, again, I get it. I get it politically. I just think it's gross from a 
sort of human behavior standpoint and what it says about the Republican Party. And, you know, sort of they're terrified of Donald Trump. Chris Saliza is with us. Uh, He writes on Substack. He's been a political analyst watching Washington for a long time. I've known Tom Emmer for a long time. I like Tom Emmer. We invited him on the show. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's taken positions and policy standpoints, especially on like the future of banking, looking at, you know, cryptocurrency area. Uh-huh. He, he has done a lot of things where you say, like, here's a guy who can sort of chart his own path. And yet to be relevant in the Republican Party today, you must kiss the Trump ring. Yes. It's so funny. I find myself. Doing put, when I'm writing stuff, I find myself so much using the construction you just used, making a lot of good points, and then saying, "And yet, here we are." And I think that's sort of the case. It's like, look, by all accounts, Tom Emmer has really um, uh, sort of, I think, done well by himself during his time in Washington. He got rave reviews leading the the campaign committee. I mean, there's a reason he's in leadership, right? I think people think he's like a credible, serious person. I give him credit for the fact that he didn't he voted to affirm, not overturn the 2020 election results, when obviously that was not the majority position within the House Republican conference. But, yeah, like the idea that that is used as a strike against you. Oh, he voted to to uh, to certify the election results in an election in which there was no proof or anything close to it of wrongdoing or. Or or, yeah. or or stolen election. That is actually something that hurts Tom Emmer in the modern Republican Party. And yeah, look, to get to your main point, this this is less, it is, when you think of the current Republican Party, it is less a group of like-minded individuals rallied around a set of policy, excuse me, policy positions, and much more a cult of personality organized around a single person, Donald Trump. That's yeah. the way to understand it. That's how so everything are we, makes sense. Are we giving Tom Emmer too much credit by saying he's a this, he's a that, when really what he is is saying I'm I'm with Trump, the guy who's who's uh, you know how many indictments and all of the baggage that comes with Donald Trump. He is yep. he's fully with Trump. So. Or do we give him credit and say he's clearly like plugging his nose? I mean, this will the the crazy thing about this, Chris, is this will never be enough to satisfy Donald Trump or the MAGA crowd. It's still too late. You were forced into it. You're not you're still a rhino like he gets. I don't see what upside he gets from this. I don't. You're totally right about that last point, which is it's never enough. There's never enough loyalty shown soon enough. Trump, if he wants to get well, he was the last member of the House Republican leadership to endorse me. You know, it's never going to be enough. His mind is made up about Tom Emmer, and it's not in a positive way. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So what I would say about Tom Emmer is I would distinguish between an able politician and a leader. 
So he is being a politician in endorsing Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the overwhelming frontrunner to be the nominee of the party. He's clearly the biggest force within the party. He is the prime mover. He is sort of the, the, uh, the sun around which all the other planets orbit. But from a leadership perspective, and I would put that separate, at least from the average politician these days, he's not showing any leadership. There's no way in hell Tom Emmer thinks Donald Trump is the Republican best able to represent conservative values in 2025 in the White House. There's just no way. I mean, it's not from everything we know about Tom Emmer personally and from a policy perspective, there's zero chance that he thinks Donald Trump should be the standard bearer of the Republican Party. Uh, talking about stolen elections and talking about, you know, vengeance in 2025 and what everything they're going to do. And yet here we are. And I think that is, you know, it's politician versus leader. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a hell of a lot harder to be a leader than it is to be a politician. And I think that's sort of what Tom Emmer is showing. Chris Eliza is with us. Is this that different from the way we've seen the democratic party clamp down on Dean Phillips and his effort to forge a different path. So it's different in this way. The person who, whatever you think of Joe Biden, Joe Biden is not someone who tried to overturn a free and fair election using the powers of the presidency to do so. He is not someone who has spent the last three plus years talking about the, um, how the election was stolen. He is not someone who incited a crowd on January 6th. Uh, you know, he is not someone who has faced his four indictments and 91 criminal charges. Right. Again, you can right. think Joe Biden was right. a bad president. I get that. I mean, you know, that's totally fine. But it's it's not the same person you're endorsing. Yes, of course, the Democratic Party has gone out of its way to stamp, stomp down on Dean Phillips to make it impossible for him to get any oxygen. Yeah, no question. And and has so the loyalty, that sort of undying loyalty is certainly a part of both parties. But, absolutely. But and, and as is pressure, by the way, I mean, yeah. there's no question the Biden campaign has pressured people in Minnesota and otherwise to get behind Biden and to, to leave Dean Phillips out on an island. There's no question about that. To me, it's who are you endorsing? Like, what are you what values are you throwing your your sort of. Uh, support behind. And for me, like Joe Biden and Donald Trump are different in kind in that regard. In the same way that I would say Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are different in kind. Look, you can make an argument about Ron DeSantis. Would he be a good president? Would he not be? Or Nikki Haley? But neither of them advocated to overturn a presidential election. Neither of them faced four indictments. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not the same thing. Chris Liz is with us. The, The big picture... Uh, thought on my mind after uh, all of this today is the future of primary elections. Um, It feels like there's a desire to go back to the 1920s where the party bosses pick who the nominee is going to be. And Mm -hmm. that's it. What's even the point of all of these primaries and caucuses? If here we are on January, the entire U.S. House Republican leadership has endorsed Donald Trump. What are we even doing? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I've had that thought for probably the last three national conventions I've traveled to. You know, I spend two weeks away from my family because conventions are back to back. And I think, what am I doing here? Hmm. Because there's no drama in the conventions, right? At one point, you know, there was. It was like, well, we're going to decide the nominee of the convention. I mean, that is so far from our current lived reality. Look, parties don't like unpredictability and they don't like chaos. That's definitely something that is true for both 
Democrats and Republicans. Um, I think the get in line myth for Republicans is even more uh, prevalent right now because Trump has shown a willingness to punish publicly mm-hmm. people who do not line up directly behind him. And I think it creates a, a culture of fear. And I think that's why you see everyone sort of suddenly say, oh, yeah, now I'm for him. Um, and, and so I think, again, a little bit different, but definitely something both parties do. And, and I agree with you. It feels to me like we go through this whole thing. It's, we're trying to create drama on the, the reality of the situation. I wrote a big piece yesterday about sort of where we are, you know, on January 2nd. Where are we? You know, it's very likely that Donald Trump is the, the um, is the nominee for Republicans and Joe Biden is the nominee for Democrats. I mean, I think there's a 95 percent chance of that either way. Chris, thank you. We appreciate the time. You can read Chris at chrissaliza.substack.com or follow him on X or wherever uh, you get news. You can find him everywhere. Chris, we always appreciate having you on. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you for having me. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.